So I'm coming. I'm coming in today with some with some intro energy that I've been sitting on since mm. I texted you guys at two in the morning. I, I did not get a you, text from you at two I in the morning. I didn't get any text. Well, I got it. It was okay. It was a Facebook Messenger, but yes. No, I so, didn't get anything. Uh, well, I got it. Well, two a.m. Wait, two a.m. today? No, like ages ago. Oh. Okay, <laughs> let me start over. I'm looking in the group chat. It's not a debate about whether I did or n- did not send you guys a message. Yeah, prove that you sent us this text. So, a uh, cu- couple days later, earlier, an earlier amount of time, time huh? means nothing in quarantine. When? Anyway, Thursday? A few days ago. A few days ago. Uh, Mike and I watched the the Big Monkey and the Big Lizard fight movie. Oh, um, yeah. <gasps> Cat. It, I, it was good. It was fine. Um. I oh, I didn't know that I was going to need to know so much Godzilla and King Kong lore from the previous movies. Incredible amounts of lore. There, I did not know there was going to be so much lore, and I was very lost. A lot lost, of lore. Because uh, I hadn't watched yeah. the other movies. Yeah. I But, okay. So they spent the whole, like, first part of the movie. Um, and I can't speak to the second part of the movie, because I did fall asleep. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed the best. Cat, you missed the best part. I probably did. I'll tell you. Continue your but, story. Anyway, they spent a lot of time talking about how Godzilla and King Kong. They're natural rivals. They're natural rivals. They'll mm-hmm. fight on sight. That's how it is. And every time they said that, I thought, enemies to lovers, though. Of course. Of enemies course. to lovers. Of course. Cat. Is that how it ends? Yes. That is Excellent. literally how it ends. Cat, it's very Cat, good. Cat, you, just, you deserve your sleep. Also, Juniper, I don't trust you on saying anybody ever ends up together in any sense. Um, You have no <laughs> idea because uh, King Kong and Godzilla do kiss with tongue yeah. at the end and of the movie. there's a 40-minute so. sex scene after That's the literally what you told me about Promare, and that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they kissed in Promare, though. They, they do kiss, kiss in He gives him mouth-to-mouth. That's the same. It's contextually a kiss. <laughs> it's not... I was waiting for a gay marriage and it never happened. It's your fault. Well, listen, you know what I wasn't wrong about, though? When Michael Fassbender kisses Michael Fassbender in that alien movie, that does happen. And there is tongue. Was there tongue? Yes. I don't. That's. I, it is written. Okay. And also, at the end of Night at the Museum, Ben Stiller does kiss the monkey. Oh, yeah. It is. Cat. You know, okay. I got excited because you said not, I'm sorry, but I got excited because I thought maybe there was one of them with a little cowboy and the little uh Yeah, well leave it to Juniper to be like, there's a gay kiss in this movie and one of the people is a monkey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> girl's a monkey. Okay. Listen, this, none of this is the point of what I wanted to try and get to here. Sorry. <laughs> what a, so like I said, I fell asleep halfway through Godzilla King Kong. It's fine. Um but I awoke at like 2 a.m. with one thought in my mind, crystal clear, which I then messaged to you, whether you received it or not, which was Kaiju Wedding Planner. And that is the game that I want us to play today. So uh, the prize of this game, I'll, I'll lay out the prize. It's a prize? Uh, when next we meet, I will bake a cake. I will bake a cake. And the winner of this game gets to choose what kind of cake I'm going to make. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought it was going to be that they get to eat. They get to eat the cake in front of everyone, and like they get yeah. to laugh. Can we do that? But it's wait, only if I win. Sounds like no, Matilda. I think it's it's going to become a Matilda situation. So, listen, right. I will. I am going to make a cake. Choice winner's okay. choice of flavor. They will get to choose okay. how much of it they eat and how much of it they share with the rest of us. So okay, that is fair. So that is the prize for this. This game. is a good. Okay, this excited. is a good prize. Cat's an incredible cake baker. Um. So here's what we're gonna do. 
Uh, I have three kaiju pairings here. Three kaiju pulled from from uh, classic movies and other okay. uh, events. Um, and uh, I'm going to give each of you a pairing. Uh, there, uh, what other events? <laughs> real events? Real, real life, life events? Um, and I'm going to give each of you a pairing in turn. You will okay. have one minute to tell me what their wedding is like. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Shit. Oh, I mean fuck. this. Okay. Hype, if I, I don't believe in up, marriage. Oh I'm shit. Never, <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm never gonna live it. <laughs> no, did you just say I don't believe in marriage? Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm right there with you because I don't. There's no topic on planet Earth that I know less about than conventional weddings. This is you not a conventional what? wedding. Maybe. Maybe it's just because. I'm a traditionalist at heart, and I just think that marriage is between one King Kong and and one Godzilla. I agree. And I agree. I just, okay. And they so, wait. <laughs> they wait for marriage. So, who wants to go first? I'm oh, scared. nobody wants to go first, Cat. Nobody, Catherine. <laughs> then I'm just gonna I'm gonna choose someone. I'm gonna choose someone, and it's All gonna right. be Juniper. You're gonna go first, Juniper. Cat's so mean to me. Cat hates me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, oh my um, god. All right, Juniper, so you're first. Your mm. pairing is Mothra and mm. King Kong. What does their wedding look like? Mothra flies oh. inside of King Kong's ear and... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh, wait, I haven't started the timer yet. Your time, hold on. Oh. Your time starts now. Okay, Mothra flies inside of King Kong's ear and um, mm. whispers gently his vows to King Kong. And um, King Kong can't get him out. <laughs> and then they have to go to the doctor. And then the doctor puts a stick inside of King Kong's ear. The doctor's Godzilla, by the way, because... Oh. No amount of this so far is a wedding. We're getting to it. What are they wearing? What's their theme? Mothra, Mothra dies tragically inside of King Kong's ear. This um, is not a wedding. This is a funeral. And then finish. King Kong starts to make out with Godzilla. Because King Kong is crying just like Cho Chang in Harry Potter. And <laughs> what his Mothra's fuck? dead. And like just like Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And then Godzilla's like, I love to kiss a crying monkey, just like Corbin from Dames and Dragons. And then... <laughs> um, yeah, uh-huh. And King That's Kong. your time. Time's up. I wanted to... Hear, I, was, I was riveted. Thank you, Juniper. I really wanted to know where this was going. Yeah, well, you know what? Unfortunately, the um, mediator has spoken and we'll never find out what happened to Mothra. <laughs> King Kong or Godzilla, Mothra isn't dead. That was going to be a reveal for later, oh, but shit. I guess it's fine. Oh, no shit. big deal. Well, I'm so uh, sorry. No part of that was a wedding, so thank you for setting the bar <laughs> on the floor for your friends to jump over. Um, all right, Hannah, um, you're going to be up next. Why do I have to okay. go last? I don't even know about kaijus. <laughs> do you want to go next, doll? I can, I, I can no, play, I'll no. go last. You can go last because you know what? I have a great pairing for you, and I think you're going to love all. it. It's bad to go at all. Yeah, I, I, all I'm right. terrified. All right, Hannah. Yeah. Anna, your pairing is Godzilla and Gamera. Your time starts now. Okay, so <laughs> what are they so, wearing? What's the theme? I'm looking up a picture of well, Gamera. First of all, so Godzilla, you know, he's just extricated Moth from King Kong's <laughs> And he's like, he's really tired. And he's like, you know, I need to, I need to take it slow. I need to take a break. I'm gonna go to the beach, right? 
And so, of course, you know, um, Godzilla, he's out there. He's sun's out. He's 30 seconds. He's soaking in the sun. Gamera emerges from the sea, a giant and resplendent turtle. And they make sweet, sweet love on the beach. Whilst that song from Shrek plays, or no, Shrek 2. Shrek you have 15 plays. seconds. Yeah. It's still not a wedding. They're still not married. <laughs> and, then they get, and then they get married. <laughs> Great job. All right. Well, there was no part of that was, I guess, a beach wedding. Your time is up now. So beach wedding uh, for Godzilla and Gamera. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. It just just makes sense. sense. So you've at least got a wedding in there. Um, (laughs) Hey, I had multiple (laughs) weddings. Don't forget that Mothra flew into King Kong's ear during their wedding ceremony. (laughs) You didn't describe to me what the wedding was. You just described to me a fan fiction. Well, what else do you need to know? (laughs) I don't don't understand what you want. Oh, it's not clicking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Noelle, you are last. You are last. And I've saved the best for last for you. Okay. Okay. Your pairing is Mecha Godzilla. I don't know what that is. And Paul Bunyan. Ooh. Oh, Paul Bunyan. Whoa. So, Robot Let Godzilla. Quick, that's kinky. And Paul Bunyan. Let me look up Me- Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla is just Godzilla, but a robot. Yeah. yeah. He's in Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh. Would our viewers know who Paul Bunyan Everyone is? Everyone famous knows, Everybody knows who Paul Bunyan is. And we're not biased for thinking that. If you don't know who Paul Bunyan that. is, Google it. <laughs> Google it. Okay. Noel? Yeah. Wedding. So keyword is a wedding. Okay. Your time starts now. Oh, Mecha Godzilla's mother has been just just pestering him for years. If he doesn't get married soon, he's gonna be disowned. <laughs> um, he needs to keep his social capital in the society he lives in, um, which is a good reason to get married. And <laughs> um, <laughs> You have 30 seconds. Again, there has not yet been a wedding. He says, I have a husband already. And then he finds Paul Bunyan on Grinder, where Paul Bunyan obviously is. And he says, be my husband. And Paul Bunyan does it for the lols. He does Again, it. there has not been a wedding. Where, where they get the married on an airplane. <laughs> they get married on an airplane. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it, it's God's, it's Mecha Godzilla's mom. <laughs> so I Wait, love you where, all now, so where much. Does the, where does the sentient airplane that fucks Godzilla come from? Because obviously that's how Mecha Godzilla was born. Yeah. So Godzilla is Mecha Godzilla's dad. Clearly. Yeah. And and Mecha Godzilla's mom is the plane. Yeah. The plane. Okay, that makes so sense. there's some kind of in this lore mm-hmm. something happened there that I would love to explore. So much like the King Kong versus Godzilla movie, there was deep lore to this game that I didn't know ahead of time. You know that we only care about the lore. We only care about the lore, cat. Lore heads. Not a one of you uh, actually planned a wedding. You all just wrote out elaborate fan fictions about how they got together. Yeah. Um, yeah, because none of us about that's all we up. care about. We have commitment issues, Kat. <laughs> what I'm saying is you guys have made my decision very, very hard. Because there has to be a one winner here. Um, and it's not going to be Juniper because they didn't have a wedding. It was I, the very beginning. Was a wedding. I stand by what start. I have said. There I was a wedding. Start. Wedding from the start. I think we all equally did it just as badly. And so it should be random. Um, it's not going to be random. I'm going to discuss my thoughts as I say, as I, as I thank them. It's not going to be Juniper because also there was a death. So there was a death. <laughs> I told That's you Mothra fun. lives. 
it was well it wasn't was in the 60 fake, second time people die at weddings that, yeah time. people die at weddings all the time but it wasn't and, and you know what that makes it a bad wedding so <gasps> <gasps> delete that story i died at a wedding <laughs> <laughs> um i do i gotta say i think the beach wedding is very appropriate for gamera it just makes sense very appropriate for gamera and godzilla um, I loved their energy. I loved uh, that you continued the lore that I didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> so when I Hannah continues the lore, it's a pro. But when I create the lore, it's a negative. <laughs> Whatever. Once again. I built this main, franchise. <laughs> my main problem was the death in the wedding. Um, that started like the whole thing off. But which see, we couldn't, we couldn't have gotten to this beach wedding if, <laughs> if, if Godzilla hadn't been tired from removing, it's true. You know, dead I just Mothra. think that Godzilla and Gamera's um, wedding is actually derivative of several earlier <laughs> kaiju weddings. Um, so. Well, and that's where I was going to go to. So I, I love the idea of getting married inside your own mother. Um, that's appropriately weird <laughs> for, for this. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that's what it's all about. I do wonder what the size of that plane would have to be <laughs> to house a kaiju wedding, to house both Mechagodzilla and Paul Bunyan, who are, I guess, just getting married um, because the plane demands it. Yeah. So that's a convoluted <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. They get married. It's like, who's getting married for the plane? <laughs> it's really good. It's a hard decision between between giant plane wedding that is also inside your mom. Yes. And beach wedding full of passion. Mm-hmm. And sunsets, and you know what? And what I'm about a romantic at heart? Tragic, I'm a romantic at heart. Tragic wedding with with unforeseen death. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That's what I want. I have to. I have to follow my heart, and my heart says sunset and steamy romance yeah. on the beach. Hannah, you are our winner. Oh, shit. consider oh, you know what? God. Your cake. You know? I I would like to concede because Hannah's was the only one where I really believed that the two kaijus were in love. <laughs> and you know, I will say, I as much as I feel that I have been betrayed by the committee, <laughs> I do support the I support the works that were chosen on their own merit. I think that they are deserving of the award despite the corruption within the system. So <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. That really means a lot to me. <laughs> Well, Hannah, uh, consider consider ruminate on what uh, what your cake will be. We have until I believe uh, well May fourth is when I'm getting vaccinated. I don't know when Juniper's second dose is. Um, May fourteenth is when May fourteenth. So you have yeah. until mid May um, when we will next meet again in person, and uh, I'll bake a beautiful cake. So so think about it. Um, in the hyped. meantime, in the meantime, let's play some D and D. You will eat the cake off of my naked body, everyone. <laughs> no, Noel, because you didn't win the game. We'll, uh, we won't hey, eat it. I think, I think that the winner of the game gets to decide how we eat the cake and off of whose body. You only are going to eat the cake off of your body if Hannah wants us to eat the cake off I of your body. I think that sounds great. Hannah does want it. 
Yes. Of course. I, I mean, all right. Well, good. How could I say no? <laughs> I'll just be I'll just be laying on my bed completely still <laughs> like a corpse. <laughs> That's the only way I eat cake, actually. When you yeah. arrive. <laughs> um, so, hi, uh, my name is Kat, and I believe that love is between two kaijus. Also, I'm your DM. Oh, yeah. Um, hello, uh, my name is Noelle. I play Fran. And um, from the time I was a little girl, I've always dreamed of getting married inside my mother. <laughs> a good a good thing to talk about in therapy uh i'm juniper and um i just want everybody to know that mothra uh faked his own death <laughs> please <and> go on <laughs> he is in witness protection <gasps> and i cannot give you further details but just know he is out there oh, he is watching <laughs> He is waiting. I think Mothra's a girl. I think Mothra's a she. Mothra's gender neutral. That's fair. Uh, hi, I'm Hannah. Uh, I play Lado, and I will, I will, I will gladly trade my my cake victory for these these Mothra secrets. I don't want to. Ins- I don't want to insinuate anything or say that it it could have something to do with Mothman, and that there's some kind of connection. Oh, between the two, but uh, look for the signs. You know that it's there if you dig. That's all I'm gonna say. I love it. Um, so last time, Fran and Phelan, mm-hmm. they ended up in the void. Uh, Phelan couldn't get them out of the void, so that wasn't great. Um, and then Fran's uh, decisions came back to haunt her. When uh, she was confronted by some friendly demons that friendly. she couldn't, <laughs> that <laughs> she can't, <laughs> and uh, then then those very friendly demons decided, um, you know, uh, they didn't want to be friendly anymore, and instead wanted to eat her. So they tried to kill her and Phelan, but you fought them off. You fought them off. Then you got swallowed up by a big scary wolf monster. That's probably Kai, and that's where we are now. Fran, you are swallowed by darkness. It presses in on all sides, slick and warm. And then there's a breath of cold, fresh air. Then you blink and you are in the forest. The great forest. The smell of leaves and the feel of the cold, constant breeze. It brings you back home. Your home. When you turn, you see the forest temple where you first met Mary and embarked on your trial so long ago. Has it really only been less than a year? It was another lifetime. The temple looks as it never did when you saw it. It's white and pristine with delicate carvings that were hidden by moss and vines now visible in the bright afternoon sunlight. But you can see now, too, the blackness seeping in through the trees, rolling over the green summer grass, closing in inch by inch. And the creature from the void stands at the temple doors, panting, still holding Phelan in its teeth. It tosses him down the stairs and he rolls, limp and unconscious, landing in a pile at your feet. The creature growls and from its inky mass of feathers, 
it begins to turn itself inside out, collapsing in on itself as a human hand breaks through the mass, revealing an arm, a shoulder, a head, and finally the beast folds into the shape of a woman. She's short and sturdy, with long black hair that's pinned straight and falls across her broad, flat face. She's panting as she stands there, dressed in a long white gown made of delicate layers of fabric, but the dress looks wrong on her, like it doesn't fit, and the headdress perched on her brow seems precarious. Hello, Frenika. And it is the voice of the goddess, that you know from the visions of your journal. It's Kai. I squat down to check on Phelan. He is breathing, but unconscious. Um, and then I look up at Kai. And when you look up at her, she's still there, still human, but she's taller now. The same flat nose and dark eyes, but a thinner face, a more wiry frame. The dress and headdress look more natural. Less of a girl and more of a goddess. And when she speaks, her voice is just a little different this time. We have very little time, I'm afraid. My realm is unstable and I cannot keep it in place very long. I have very little power of my own now. Just what I receive from our people who still pray to me. But they are few and the powers of the beast gods lay with Mary now. It is good. What did you do to him? He's neutralized for the moment. He'll be fine. Okay. I'm glad to finally meet you. And she steps down the steps of the temple and holds out a hand to you. Uh, I kind of tilt my head and say, I don't trust you. And she frowns, and every time you look away, her face changes. Just a little more each time, shifting mother to daughter. Every form that she's ever had. And she sighs and looks a little sad at that. Says, I know. I was naive. And I'm afraid Torva got to you first. The journal, you were supposed to have that from the age you were old enough to read, but Alonia did not survive as long as I thought she would. But still, you are my chosen. And I have work for you to do. What is that even supposed to mean? It means that I chose you. In our agreement, Torva and I, we would each choose one champion. And he was clever. He was more clever than I thought he would be. His champion was Laika. Can you believe that? Well, Brave and loyal Laika. I thought it would be some follower of his, some creature he had hidden away on my island, but no. It was the most brave and loyal child of the wolves, and she, she made you love my daughter. Despite everything I did to try and set you up so you would not see her as a person, isolate her, silence her, so you would do what you needed to do when you had the chance. What did you think I needed to do? I needed you to sacrifice her to me. 
Will you do that? Would you do that? Sacrifice Mary? <laughs> Lady, you got another thing coming. For one thing, I don't think she even can be sacrificed anymore. She can't. And I didn't think you would. That was the point of choosing Laika. Choose somebody so brave and loyal and good that she would make you all care too much for Mary until it was too late. And now neither of us can have her. And I am stuck here. Forever. That must be really hard for you. <sighs> Excuse me if I don't feel a lot of sympathy. But I've seen the kind of things that you're capable of. It's not... It wasn't... I never wanted that. I made one flippant comment. A joke. When asked what I was the god of, I did not know I would be shackled to a purpose that I could never escape. I became a god and sacrificed everything. And I just wanted it to end, Franika. I need you to understand that that is the point of all of this. We agreed, Torva and I. It has to end, one way or another, so that we can end. And so the only way you thought it could end is if you kill, like, thousands of people? No, not thousands. Or just Mary. And not people. And Mary should have never... She looks upward and she looks anguished and says, Franika, if given the choice, who would you sacrifice? Someone else's child or your own? Uh, I look down at Phelan and I'm like, well, I'm not ready to talk about having kids yet. <laughs> also, definitely someone else's. <laughs> and Kai laughs bitterly and looks away. I couldn't do it. When the time came, when all of my people had already lost so much, had already lost a whole world. Their children were their last hope that things would continue, that things could continue after that devastation. I wouldn't ask anyone else to sacrifice their child to me, so I sacrificed my own again and again, and it killed me a little more each time. I'm not proud of it. But if I hadn't, everyone on Estra would have died. Everyone. So I did what I had to do, and I'm not sorry for it. And I became a monster, and you see that here. In the void. And now I will die a monster. Until I eventually lose my consciousness, and I become just another thing that prowls hungry in this place. You wanted it to end. I'm okay with it, Franika. But I do not want my mission to die with me. That is why I chose you. That is why I had your father place you in the woods. So that you could do what I would not be able to. Kill Mary? No. The time for that is past now. She is a god in her own right and more powerful than I or her father ever would be. No. Frenika. 
You need to kill the forces. <sighs> Torva wants to enslave them, to bend them to his will. He says that this will bring peace if he is the one who controls access to all magic, and that is not right. We'll only lock Avalis into a never-ending cycle of strife and destruction. No. The forces need to die, and magic needs to die with them. Release Avalis from them. I don't know if that's possible. It's possible. Since he was not able to get Mary, Torva has worked to awaken a giant. The giants can cross to Avadal. He has made much progress. And he will have to sacrifice another god to do it. But you will not... Mary is powerful enough. She has the power of four gods. My three beast gods and Torva. She can do it. She can wake the giant. She can kill the forces. And Kai surges down the steps of the temple and she takes both of your hands in hers. She says, Franika, we did not have the time together we should have. And I know you do not trust me, but trust this. This is the only way to bring peace to Avalis. It will all simply go again and again. Gods destroying each other and people and everyone is a pawn in their game. Because we're all losing ourselves. Mortals were never meant to live this long. We were never meant to have this power. And it drives us all mad. Whether we want to or not, we will always destroy. You have to stop it. And by this point, she's looking more and more like Mary. Just a generation or two removed from your friend. And the forest has disappeared. It's just the little circle around the temple now. The grass disappearing blade by blade as the darkness encroaches. Promise me, Franika. Be my champion in this. Let magic die. Fran kind of looks around and says, I don't understand why you would pick me. And she smiles a little and says, Because you have magic of your own. Through your mother, an elemental summoned to my kingdom, fell in love with your father. And when the forces are severed from the world, you will retain that magic. Oh, what about... I look at Phelan. You'll become mortal. They all will. The gods will just be people again. Die. Finally. I hold out my hand and I say, Then I promise. And Kai 
grasps it in hers, and then her hands around yours turn black, and then they turn to paws with sharp talons coming from the ends, and the transformation goes up her arms, and the wolf's head swallows her again. And the clearing disappears, and she falls back down onto four paws. And she bends her enormous head down to you, and nods, and then walks off into the void. And you see that line of stars that connects to you, following her, far away, until she's gone. Okay, well, hello and welcome to another episode of Dames and Dragons. Oh, it's a spicy one, a spicy one this episode, I believe. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying our mini arc, uh, such as it is. And I did want to tell you, if you like the song that's at the end, you can go to my band camp, which is Noelle Cherie bandcamp.com. Noelle, N-O-E-L, Cherie, S-H-I-R-I, Bandcamp. The place you go when you're in middle school and you love the trombone uh, more than anything else. Uh, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna check out the song um, and you want to like fund my future legal fees against Utada Hikaru, then go ahead and um, just just uh, just shop around and and feel free to to, to pick up the song from Arc Sixty. I also would like to thank our Apple Podcast reviewers today. Thank you to Binky Fiasco from Australia, Kayla and Abra Nicole from the United States or who have a VPN. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for reviewing us. It really, really, really helps. Like, no lie. There's a reason we keep thanking those people and there's a reason we keep talking about how much it helps the podcast because it's... It's a, it's really a wonderful thing. And the other most wonderful way to help our podcast, of course, is to donate money directly on Patreon. Um, and I would love to thank our new patrons for this episode. Thank you to Anthony. Thank you to Goblin Snack. Thank you to Goblin Snack just for having that sort of a name that is Goblin Snack. I love that. Thank you to Kelly. Hebe's McGeebies. Oh, yes. The vibes are incredible. Pen Dramas. Thank you. Celine, Char- Charlotte, uh, Shelby, Danielle, Jordan, Claire, Elliot, Joseph, Steve. Are you kidding me? You guys all came? Thank you. Thank you, guys. You have uh, brightened our lives and brightened our (laughs) bill-paying days. Thank you so much. It really, really means a lot. Oh, one thing that I did want to mention at some point is that um, we have— Have we talked (laughs) about— We've talked about the fact that Rudy has has joined the Dames and Dragons team as a producer, right? Rudy Basso, who played Zayroth, um, and who used to be one of the heads of our network, our old network, DSPN. 
has become our mom, our manager of management, and he helps us with so many things. And one of the things he's helping with is editing. So he and I are kind of doing a collaborative process now for editing. Um, so that has been the system for the past, like, um, five episodes now. So, yeah, um, just in case you're wondering who to speak curses to, it's me and Rudy. Uh, that's usually would be the answer for... Uh, almost almost any grievance. So, uh, yeah, he's at Rudy Basso if you'd like to speak curses to him. <laughs> I won't tell you my Twitter for no um, for no reason. I'll just I'll just leave it to your imagination. And now, while you're doing that, please listen to this beautiful ad for another podcast on our network, Geekspective. Hi, I'm Josh, and I run an actual play podcast that I'd like you to check out. I'm using the Godbound system, and I create a sandbox-style game in a large city called Moxury. All of the player characters are evil, and I think that this really creates an interesting narrative because... Nobody cares! I, Azriel, had to reconfigure reality to become the evil saint of Palor. Now I plan to overthrow the government of Moxury and amass followers. Then I will become... You wouldn't know the first thing about reconfiguring reality. I did it, not you. I, Molana, want no part of your feeble plan. When my plan comes to fruition, all of Moxary will become my undead army, with them at my command. They have to be dead before they become undead. I'm going to silence this entire city and prove myself. Prove Gerlach worthy of the goddess of the void. No! Leave the monsters! I, Nuak Godslayer, will raise an army of monsters. They will overthrow our human leaders and live free. And I will be there. Oh, you quit your bickering and shut your faces. I, Brimstone, hear enough voices in my head without all of you talking over each other. All I want to do is kill the wizard Shalazar. It doesn't sound too difficult, does it? If I have my way, it will be. Check out Tales from Moxray or wherever you find your podcasts or geekspective.com. Make sure to check it out! We also have an ad on the store today. So if you ever want to look into getting uh, your own message read on Dames and Dragons or your own advertisement read on Dames and Dragons, you can go to damesanddragons.store. And here is the beautiful one we have today. Created by the people who brought you Mag of Holding, Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure is laden with magic items of the tragic variety. Most are tragic in origin alone, but others are tragic by nature and to be used at one's own risk. Back our Kickstarter and be the first to get Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure and a small mountain of delicious trimmings. To back the Kickstarter, go to bit.ly slash tragic treasure. That sounds incredible. That sounds like something that our um, second campaign that we do on Patreon would really enjoy. (laughs) Items tragic by nature. That's what it's really all about. And last of all, a message to Chantel. Chantel, I'm so glad that we've made a blood oath to go see Dune together when it comes out in theaters this October. Chantel, I do want you to know that the experience of watching the 1984 Dune movie in our dorm room when we were like 16 years old (laughs) is one of the most treasured and surreal experiences of my entire life. (laughs) And knowing that we looked it up, how long it was, and it was only two hours and 20 minutes when it truly and utterly felt like a lifetime. The spice, the tooth, the spice, the tooth, the tooth, the tooth. Chantel, the code word is the tooth. The sleeper agent is active. Go.
coughs at your feet and rolls onto his back. Fran? Um, Fran kneels down and says, Man, you've really missed a lot of shit. Yeah, what happened? Uh, <laughs> well, we're in the void, and then the, 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 you, do you remember the wolf? When did you lose consciousness? You really have been fainting a lot lately. Kai was there, and um, yeah. I don't wait. And he gasps shallowly, but he gasps. He says, Fran, someone's praying to me. Oh, who is it? The relief on his face is so overwhelming. He looks like he might cry, and you hear the distant echo of a voice. It's a woman. Speaking softly. My darling boy, they took my altar to you away. I pray to your father, but he will not answer me. I can guess, though. There was quite a stir here today, and I thought... Well, I don't know what's happening, but I thought you could use my strength. I met these lovely young people. They said they were priests, but they lied. (laughs) Stole the sacrifice meant to bring your father back to this world, but still I think they would be good friends to you. They had kind faces. I think they were doing what they thought was right. I hope that wherever you are, that is what you are doing too, my darling. And there are tears rolling down Phelan's face. The line of stars of magic connecting back to the island is just a little brighter now. He gets up slowly, says, Mother. And he wipes his eyes and says, I'm sorry. I swear I'm not a mama's boyer. I hug him and I say, yes, you are. And that's beautiful. <laughs> and I rub his little back. And he he presses his face against the crook of your neck and takes a deep breath. It's enough. Do you have anything of Mary's? Uh, what? You mean you didn't suss that out looking through my bag? <laughs> and I open up the bag. I can't and- find anything in your bag. <laughs> You know what? There's probably like uh, another Mary in here, and you just missed it. <laughs> I I look through there, and then I I look up at him shiftily, and then I like look more, and then I'm like, "You really disorganized it." <laughs> I don't <laughs> really think it was that. it was it was easy to find stuff before. <laughs> I truly do not believe you. <laughs> um, I I pull out her like nighttime kit. That has like her toothbrush and like her face lotion, <laughs> <laughs> a little cup for her to spit water from. <laughs> this is her most prized possession. Phelan takes it and goes, "Wow, that's really sad." <laughs> I'm kidding. I think he he looks over it and then he nods. And he says, "Okay, well, whatever. It's enough." And then he looks at that string of stars, the bare thread of magic that fl- is floating to him already starting to trail off, and he grasps it with both hands. He says, hold on. I do. And he pulls on that thread. And 
takes a deep, shuddering breath, and then he looks down into the river of stars below your feet, and he pulls hard on that thread he has in his hands, and the only sign of movement is the river under you, moving suddenly swift, catching you up in it until you are deposited on another distant shore. And Phelan collapses to his hands and knees again, that little line of magic slipping out of his hands, used up in this one action. And it's barely noticeable, but there's something else too. An after image of him each time he moves, a second Phelan that moves a split second behind him, and it doesn't move exactly the same way. Um... I... I hesitantly give Phelan a thumbs up. (laughs) And Phelan gives you a thumbs up, but the second Phelan, that after image, does more of a sideways thumb. (laughs) Phelan, are you feeling okay? I think so. For now. And uh, as he looks up, you find that you are at the edge of a marble floor. And in front of you is a white bedroom with a huge canopied bed and stacks of books piled up before it. There's a balcony overlooking a skyline, and it's Estra. And standing at the railing is Mary. Her traveling clothes have been bleached bright white and fit elegantly, like they were made for her rather than bought in a desert market for cheap. Her hair has grown back in, in a dark halo around her head threaded with coils of gold and she turns to look at you her expression shocked and then relieved and she surges forward signing Fran as she runs forward and grabs you up in a hug I hug Mary back I say Mary oh I miss you are you okay and she pulls back and you see that tears of joy have welled up in her eyes and they're gold There are gold markings trailing from her eyes down her cheeks and neck. Tear tracks imprinted into her dark skin and freckling her cheeks. But she wipes the tears away, and those are temporary, though the markings are permanent. And she signs, I'm okay. I, when I pulled us in, at first I didn't know what to do, and Torva, he escaped into his own realm, but I was able to see how he did it and make this for myself and it seems that it's not touching me while the void as long as I stay in here and she looks down at Phelan and gasps and she signs to you help me move him in here and she grabs him under the arms I grab his little feeties and I say oh my god Mary you're so fucking cool I know you can't talk to me while you're holding Phelan but I just want you to know She smiles, and uh, the two of you drag him onto the white marble floor. And when you turn around, the void isn't there anymore. It's just a doorway out of this room into a hallway. I think something happened to him. He used too much energy or something. Mary looks down at him and nods. And she signs, I've seen others. When I look out into the void, other gods... I saw Porthos, the one that Corbin found. This place is caustic to us. If there's not enough magic to protect us, it eats away at us. 
I'm fine. I have magic to spare, apparently. <laughs> and she, uh, she waves her hands and two cups of, uh, delicious hot cocoa appear in her hands. And she hands one oh to you. Oh my god, Mary! <laughs> I grab one of the hot cocos and I like drink it in two gulps and I'm like, oh, it's a delicious. And uh, Mary hands one to Phelan, coming, getting down and, and putting it in his hands. And he weakly sits up enough to bring it to his lips. Says, Phelan, it's amazing. It's great cocoa. I'm glad you're okay. I think there's gold leaf in this hot cocoa. Mary sort of nods and shrugs and then signs, Everything I'm making sort of ends up a little bit gold. I don't know how to change that yet. You don't need to uh, change it. Oh, you're so fancy. Oh, you're living a lifestyle that I can only dream of, Mary. <laughs> Mary uh, gets back up and she beckons you and says, come see, look what I've made. And she she walks over to the balcony and you see the Estrin skyline outside isn't the same as the one you grew up with. The edges of the city are dotted by green rolling hills surrounded by forested mountains which climb up the valley on all sides, protecting the city from outsiders. Mary smiles down and then signs, It's new Estra. I wanted to make sure they were okay, so I can see them from here. They're in a northern valley of the continent Vola? We haven't been there yet. Wow. And in the center of the city, there are two statues, one of Kai and one of Mary. And you see Laika in the town square, laying out wreaths of flowers in front of both statues, along with Buddy and a few white-robed priests. And Mary rests her elbows on the railing of the balcony and signs, I'm glad they're doing well. Can you communicate with them? A little. It's... I can give signs. If I just... She, uh, reaches out and sort of flicks her fingers at the statues and a breeze whips by, whipping up the flower petals from the wreaths so that they dance around the statues. And you see Laika... Can you give Laika a sign that I know she was supposed to be a traitor, but I also know she's not, and I love her very much? Wait, what? And we're in the same boat. Can you just give her all the... Just a sign of that. Uh, I, that's a little more complicated than I can really uh, do, but I can... Uh, just get the leaves going. <laughs> um, let's do this. And she swirls a finger, and a little raindrop just sort of plops down from the blue sky onto Laika's head. Oh, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I look down and I say, that's really beautiful, Mary. But Fran, what are you doing here? How did you... I didn't... I didn't do this, did I? I didn't bring you into the void. You almost killed me, babe. (laughs) But um, luckily, your brother was kind enough to suck me into the void, so... (laughs) And can't get you back. And I can't either. Yeah, he can't do much of anything, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Torva had them remove all his altars. Gosh, he's such a dick. <laughs> he sucks. I hate him. You know who else sucks? Those, you remember those demons I summoned before? <laughs> Bad news. Bad news. I'm going to summon them so much. I'm going to make them do my cleaning. And she signs Fran. Just for laundry day. She signs Fran. I think that's the ter- I thought 
okay, I'm going to lay this out. I've always been against the demon summoning. I am now doubly against the demon summoning. You do not have my blessing. You can be against it if you want, Mary. I've got a score to settle. They tried to kill my boy. (laughs) Well, you don't have my blessing. Mary, that really hurts a lot. You know, it's like sometimes the gods send down a sign that you're overpowered in battle and they don't want you to use (laughs) your best resources. And I just find it really unfair, and I'm going to do whatever I want. (laughs) But it hurts me (laughs) that you disapprove of my hedonistic tendencies. Mary shrugs and signs, I'm a god now. I have responsibilities. Phelan's a god. He doesn't care. (laughs) Phelan uh, sits up a little bit. He says, no, I'm I'm with Mary on this one. Don't listen to Phelan. (laughs) He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's delirious. He's out of his mind. (laughs) And Mary signs. Anyway, I've had a lot of time to think here about everything, what we're doing and what's coming next. Stuck here, I can only see in places where there are altars to me or where someone's praying. But Buddy and Laika have been sending people further afield recently, and now that the city is set up, so I've been able to see a little bit of what's going on out there, and I think, I think I even know what we need to do. If only we could get out of here. And Mary looks up sharply into the doorway behind you, which now is leading out to the black void again. And there's a garbled voice coming from far away. The words coming in wobbly and overlapping until they resolve into the voices of Corbin and Slake. (gasps) And they're saying something about a doorway. We've opened the door to darkness! Mary? Mary, Fred, Can you hear us? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! We don't have time to figure out what they did, but let's go. I think they killed somebody. Let's do it! Oh, I hope they didn't kill anybody. I really didn't want them to kill anybody. (laughs) Mary grabs Phelan up and, like, supports him under one arm and motions for you to come do the same. I do the same, and I'm like, Phelan, you think they killed somebody, huh? Let's go. (laughs) You know, I don't, I never know if they're gonna kill somebody. They seem both really into it and also really against it. (laughs) It's a confusing vibe. (laughs) And as you step out the door of Mary's realm and you're back in the void, you can look down and see in the river of stars, there is a crack letting in a bright white light. And Mary gathers you both up and steps towards that line, bringing you through the river so you are surrounded by these stars, this magic all around you. And she steps toward it again, bringing you both with her until a hulking sword cuts down in your path. And the shape of a slimy, inky black demon resolves. One arm ends in a massive claw and the other a sword which placed in your path. And from behind it, her old friends, Balgura and Lado, slither out again. Did you miss me, Franika? Oh, I was i was going to say that shit. No, I didn't. I'm going to make you clean my underwear. Excuse me? <laughs> you heard me. Every time I have a slight inconvenience, you are coming through the veil. <laughs> Franika, I will follow you to the ends of the earth and peel all of those 
who you love away from you like the leaves of a rotted banana. You'll be left naked and in the dark. Oh, Barrel Girl, the feeling is absolutely mutual. Insolent child. And the big demon, the inky black thing that stands in your way, leans forward. These two told me how it is. You summoned them. You are strong, but you are beholden to the gods. Maybe you don't want to be. Your friends made a deal. They will let us out. But we don't have to let you out. But I will let you out. If you want your power a different way. If you don't want to do what the gods tell you to do. We can make a deal. You can be beautiful. You can be powerful. You can be anything you want. I will give you power. You will feed me power. We will work together. Or I will kill you. And I will eat you. And we will escape into your world anyway. First of all, I'm already beautiful and powerful. So jot that down. (laughs) Here's the deal I'm offering you, Fran. Yes. Is if you want to... You can re-roll your character as a warlock. Oh, shit. But I already put some... Uh. <laughs> wouldn't you perhaps like to be more powerful? To save those who are dear to you? It would be an excellent deal. Uh. It's an excellent deal. Shut the fuck up, you guys. Okay, Shut up. Jeez. All right. Try to think. You don't have to shout. <laughs> I will send these two to serve you however you wish. Ex- pardon? Papa. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. We did not discuss this, Papa. <laughs> Please reconsider. I didn't sign anything. Please, you mustn't. <laughs> Silence. All right, well, um... Fran looks from Barlgura to Lado to this big guy and she kind of raises her chin and she says, it's bold of you to assume I won't figure out a way to summon you someday. She did not just say that! And uh, Mary looks towards you and signs, that's a no, right? That's a no. Okay, good. I was really going to disapprove. And then uh, (laughs) she steps forward and pulls together gleaming handfuls of stars which leap to her hands and she throws the demons back she points to the crack in the river and signs for you to go well you have to come with us she signs i'm right behind you go mary god damn it i like him fran is weak as hell and she is supporting phelan so she's like just trying to like drag him bodily she can barely move so she does need to start moving and so she is but she's like mary i swear to god you better Come on! <laughs> and Mary steps backwards as she holds this shield, and the demons are surging into it, coming from every direction now. Little slithery things, as well as larger demons, many-toothed, sharp-clawed, dozens of mouths, hundreds of eyes, all of them surging towards this crack in the void, this way out into the feast of magic that is Avalis. 
And then Mary casts it out, pushing the demons back just long enough to shove you and Phelan through and catch you with one hand so she falls back as well. The light is blinding and the heat is searing and you come tumbling out, back into the world that is, back into Avalis. <laughs> 